Welcome to another episode of DLS Central. How's everybody doing? It's podcast time. Good week in the NFL. A lot of a lot of tight uh, games. A lot of heavily contested games. So it was a, it was a good week of NFL action. Uh, you know, we got to start with the Browns. Uh, but I, I, I want to call this a scrappy. Uh, week eight because it, it was a lot of a lot of scrappy games going on and then we actually had a fight on the field that that was probably one of the more legit NFL uh like fist fights I think if we do if we did a history of fights on the field that one that one was pretty crazy I still think it's foolish to to swing at another guy whose helmet is on it's like you're you're really running a risk of breaking your hand it's like so that to me, it's just foolish to do that. But, I mean, it was hilarious to watch. Football, sports fights in general are funny, but football fights are really hilarious. So uh, that that was hilarious. Um, and it was, it kind of matched the week. It, that's that's basically what the, what the week was about. It was a lot of dog fights uh, in this game. But we were in this in this week of action. But we want to start with the Browns. Uh, Browns lose this one, uh, sixteen to six, to the Raiders at home uh, in Cleveland. Um, but it was it was a tight game. I mean, it was it was one of those ugly defensive games that you that you see like the old school uh you know fans are like yeah it was a grind out uh you know football uh low scoring defensive uh specialist game where neither team could really do anything cuz the defense was so great um and then again in in the fourth quarter that's where the raiders broke it open and with that big time touchdown and the browns just, they they didn't have anything um to to answer with and so you know it was a touchdown and a field goal and and that was a game and you know, miles garrett gets hurt uh which also doesn't really help the browns uh be, and they've already lost odell beckham so to lose another important player on the uh, the defensive side, just it, those are the things that happen to the Browns. Um, if it's not just backbreaking uh, decisions at the wrong times, it's injuries, and injuries have played us. Anytime we did get a good player, uh, some but something happened where that guy got hurt, and because there wasn't anything uh, else that we could lean on, then you see where whatever momentum that we did have going uh, was uh, just eradicated. Uh, But I'm hoping that this isn't a momentum killer. Uh, They've got a bye week, which is great news uh, for uh, Miles Garrett so that he can heal up. Um, I saw some reports that he's going to He's going to be okay. He's going to come back and and he'll be all right. But it's just is not a good sign. We got Miles Garrett getting hurt, and especially when you already lose Odell for the year with the torn ACL, and and then you, not just this year, but you're you're probably not going to see him uh, much next year, if at all. So it's it, it's sobering. I think my Browns have kind of 
really come back to earth a little bit. Uh, Baker didn't. Again, Baker really didn't do much of anything. I mean, the the positive is that he didn't throw an interception, but he also didn't throw a touchdown either. But when you look at the at the uh, at the battle, he actually had more yards than Derek Carr did, and. Uh, Derek Carr, he, he had the big touchdown in the fourth quarter, but other than that, he had 112 yards passing. So it wasn't a great game for either team. It's just the Raiders found a way to break away late, um, and the Browns couldn't answer. They just didn't have anything to answer with. Um, it, it's also showing that Kareem Hunt can't do it on his own, that he's – it, there's a reason why he's a supportive running back on this football team because you would think, I mean, before Kareem Hunt had his issues, he was one of the premier backs in the NFL and he had a prime spot, a prime spot on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, you know, he has his issues uh, off the field that kind of derail uh, his momentum. And now he's he's on the Browns. But, I mean, in a game like this, He's got to do better than 66 yards rushing. I mean, he only had four, yeah, he had 14 attempts, but it's like they gave you the ball. You got to do more. You're Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is out. So you have to pick up that slack. And that was a disappointment. Now, on the other end, uh, Jacobs, he had 128 yards. And so in a game like this, running the football is key. And, you know, you. That that guy, they used him well, and he got 120 yards. He really helped them move down the field. Uh, Jarvis, uh, he had 52 yards on four receptions. It's just it was, it was a tough game uh, for the Browns, but it was a game that they were in, and they were competitive in it until just that that touchdown. So that's that's a something to be, I guess you know, optimistic about. It's just they're they're in these games, they're they're competitive and they're making teams play. And that that's what I'm happy about uh, watching my Browns is that they're they're competitive and they're they're making every team uh really have a game plan and they have to really grind out these games. So um they'll they'll come back, they'll be okay and uh, I'm I'm Really glad they have a bye week so they can kind of nurse some wounds and, and come back with some renewed focus. Now Atlanta, Atlanta's on a winning streak. They they they're strung they're strung together some things. So now they got another win against Carolina. Um they're two and six. And so with the coaching change, I, I really do think that that helped uh them. They they needed to see both the coach and the GM go. It it really help them to refocus and, and get back to the talent that they have. They they should not be two and six. They've got too much talent, too much firepower uh, to be two and six. And, and it's just, I mean, yeah, real parcels. It's like you are what your record says you are, regardless of the talent on your team. Um, but uh, when you look at a lot of those games, they were in almost every one of those, and so for them to be in two and six is just terrible. Now, Carolina, I mean, at three or five, they're not – they were never expected to be world beaters. I actually think they're overachieving um, this year at three and five. Um, but I, I think that uh, Atlanta, they 
they they won a game that they were that they should win. Um, they got to They have to beat a team like Carolina, and it's a kind of a it's a division game. So it's NFC South. They they really need that to try to gain some momentum. The second half is going to be important for them. So they if they can string together some more wins and minimize their losses, there is a chance that they could sneak into the playoffs here. So um, they're not out of it yet, but they really have to have to uh, continue to stay on a streak if they want to to stay in the hunt. Now, I know a team that's probably out of the hunt right now is New England. Um, like Cam Newton, they that that may be a failed experiment. I, I think that uh, New England's not picking up the the second year on Cam Newton. I mean, this was an experiment, um, and you would think, hey, this is an opportunity for Cam to redeem himself after what happened in Carolina because it's like they made that Super Bowl. And he was just at his at his height. That was it was apex cam. And then that following year, the wheels fell off. And it's just he never recovered. He never recovered. He got exposed in that Super Bowl. And I just think that it, he never was were, was able to get away from it in a similar way. Like Matt Ryan, I feel like Matt Ryan's really trying to to come back to his former form now. But. Matt Ryan was broken after the Super Bowl. It's something about those about Super Bowls what it does to certain uh to certain quarterbacks. Uh, some of them are okay um and they can still come back and be and be elite, but then others it just something happens and something is broken inside and they just they can't come back from it. So but in this game it's like and this was a game New England could have won. Um it but Cam, again, with a, a rough turnover late, uh, I knew Buffalo was going to win this game, but it's just it, it's heartbreaking to see that from Cam, especially with the pressure that's on him with what he has to live up to and, and what he has to overcome. So another disappointing outing. Um, I, I don't what I don't like, though, there was a report last year where what well, not last year, last week where Jeff Garcia kind of tore into Cam about uh, about his style of dress and in press conferences because they're losing. And I totally disagree with Jeff Garcia's take, because if you're going to get Cam Newton, what comes with Cam Newton is his style and the style has nothing to do with football. That's how what Cam, that's how Cam likes to dress. That's, that's his style. That's who he is. And so for you to say, why are you drawing attention like that? Or why are you wearing this or wearing that? To me, that's a personal issue that you have with Cam Newton. It's like it, regardless of how one plays on the field, I have no right to tell another person <laughs> what they can and cannot wear um, on, on their personal time. It's like, are it, it's just it's a it's disrespectful on a personal level. And I, I think Jeff Garcia um, he he was out of line for that um, because Cam didn't didn't have to change you know, himself, that that's, that's who he is. That's what he likes to wear. And we all know that, that we all know that that's what Cam Newton does. He's a stylish guy. He likes to, he likes to be different. He likes to be unique. And so it's like, sit down, Jeff Garcia, sit down somewhere. 
<laughs> like like the old Richard Pryor joke, have a Coke and a smile. <laughs> it goes in the house somewhere and be quiet. Uh, so, um, but they got to get together. And, um, you know, and Cam, he's... He he's not doing himself any favors. Now Buffalo Buffalo is um really proving to be what people thought they were gonna be, which is a good football team and, and, and a contending team uh that's gonna be a challenge in the playoffs potentially. I mean they're at six and two. They're definitely leading a division, uh, probably for the first time in a long time, especially since uh, Brady left. And They've got something to prove. They got chip on the shoulder. They've got a lot of good players and uh, quarterbacks playing strong. And so, if they can keep up this minimum, momentum, Buffalo is they're going to take that that division, and they're really going to be a challenge for for teams coming out. Uh, and they're they're going to have to to see Buffalo in uh, in the AOC uh, championship potentially. I mean, they could definitely be there. I could. It, I could totally see a a Buffalo Kansas City AFC Championship or divisional championship uh, round. I, I could totally see that. And so uh, the next game, Indianapolis whipped up on Detroit. I mean, and Detroit. I mean, I don't know what happened. It's like they they have spurts of playing great and then they just go right back to being terrible. Um, they're, they're at three and four. I mean, and Indy just rolled over them. And to me, Indy is, Indy's a weird team because they, they lost games this year that to me, I thought they would win. And then they win games where it's like, eh, how did you guys win that? Um, so it, it really, for this game, it just really felt like Detroit, just totally lost it, and uh, it's like and this let Indianapolis roll over them. I mean, they they let Indy put forty one points up on them. Something is going on to Detroit. I mean, I th- I don't think Patricia uh, needs to get extended for another season either. I I don't think that you that you fire him um, before the season is over because I mean, what's the point? It's like it's not like you're gonna get anybody better. And I don't think that it's super toxic like it probably was with Atlanta and Dan and uh, and Quinn. But Patricia, he they got to move on from him after this year. He, I don't, I don't see how he's he's keeping that job. Um, but again, you got to look at it too. Who are they going to get that's going to be any better? And so, to me, that's the challenge for Detroit is actually finding the right coach uh for the type of the type of team that they want to be in and that I think that's the the thing that the Lions have to really dig deep and answer for themselves what kind of team do we want to be what do we want our identity uh, to be and because of the way they 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 go from being an okay team and being competitive to just totally being blown out of the water. It just, it goes to show you that they don't really have a, an identity. And, and when that happens, it's just, you're not going to win um, consistently. You're not going uh, to, to have a, a, uh, a stable mode of, of play. So, 
again, I, I think that uh, Detroit, they, they really are going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and figure some things out. Because if you're letting Indianapolis put 41 points up on you, not saying Indianapolis is a terrible team, but Detroit, they that that's bad to give up that many points to Indianapolis. That's all I'm saying. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts, as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. So, another game that was pretty scrappy, but at the same time, I looked closer than it actually was, was uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, beating the Green Bay Packers in at Lambeau, uh, 28 to 22. Um, It wasn't the best game by Kirk Cousins, but he didn't he didn't make any mistakes uh, that would have cost their team the game. Um, it wasn't spectacular, but he was he was an efficient quarter. He was okay. He was eleven for fourteen. He had a touchdown. Had one hundred sixty yards. So he he was passable. He was he was okay. Um, but Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook was the star of the show in this game. The man had three touchdowns. He had one hundred sixty three yards rushing. Green Bay had no answers for the man. And it's good to see Dalvin actually come back because, you know, again, he came on the scene and got hurt. And 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 you just you wondered if he was going to actually be able to uh, to be electrifying. But Dalvin, he's had a really good year. And so I, I'm happy for him. And is and it's not to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he he had stats. He didn't have an interception. He had three touchdowns at 291 yards passing. But they just couldn't string together any kind of, um, of, of consistency in that game until they really tried to come back late um, and turn it on and put some pressure on the Vikings. I mean, that third quarter, the Vikings just really uh, went off and scored 14, you know, unanswered points. But up until the third quarter, it was, it was neck and neck. Uh, both teams had, you know, had uh, 14 at halftime and then Minnesota just exploded and green Bay. They just couldn't, couldn't make up that difference. And, 
I don't. I'm not panicking, saying, "Oh, something's wrong with the Packers." Because I mean, they're five and two. That was a. That was just a tough game. Minnesota came to play. Uh, they had to. They had something to prove because they've been as a team. Minnesota's hasn't been playing up to uh, their potential, up to with the talent that they have on that team. And so for them to be two and five, I don't think they should be two and five. I thought there were there were some winnable games uh, for them this season too that they just let get away from them. And Green Bay at five and two, Green Bay's they're gonna win that division again. Green Bay by all Green Bay owns the NFC North, so they're they're gonna win that division again. Everybody like Aaron Rodgers will say, "Relax, everything's fine," um, but. They they do need to um, continue to uh, I guess they have some holes that they need to plug. Um, Rogers does probably need another another receiver or two or a little bit of help in the backfield to um, to assist with that. But um, by and large, it it was just a, it's a tough uh, division game that they it just end up losing. It was crappy at the end, uh, but. Again, uh, Green Bay will be fine. Now, KC, they are rolling. I mean, 7-1, and one, they only lost uh, to the Raiders, and that was kind of like a shock. But they just it just proved that, hey, they couldn't defend the deep ball that day. But against the Jets, nobody was picking the Jets to win that game. I mean, they had no chance, especially in Kansas City. They had no chance of, of winning that game. 35-9. to nine, Um just just a slaughter. <laughs> I mean, they scored 14 points in the first quarter, and I don't think the Jets were even able to recover from that. And then they scored 14 unanswered um, in, in the second half. Just not, not a good day uh, for the Jets. Uh, Mahomes had five touchdowns. I mean, just just made it look easy. But I mean, he's the, the he's the as Paul Heyman would call him the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champion, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. He that that's what he is. I mean, the the man is a walking cheat code. He's he's a living cheat code. He, five touchdowns on the head. I mean, just just brutal. Um, we knew Casey was going to win that one. Now, what I did not expect was Miami to run over the Rams. I kept looking at the score like, are you serious? Are you serious? Y'all, the Rams, y'all, y'all let Miami do that to y'all? Like, I mean, I was, I was legitimately shocked by that. I mean, Miami, they are a low-key dark horse this season because – I look up and I'm like, how are they four and three? How are they winning these games? Um, but they're they're playing smart football and they're playing aggressive and they're using um, their their talent. And I just think they they the Rams took them lightly. To me, the Rams lost lost this game completely because they expected Miami to not have any real weapons and they probably just thought that oh we're just gonna roll over Miami but Miami has some grit they have some fire um I don't know anybody on their team but they I mean I mean other than two of but again he didn't really have the best game. I mean he had a touchdown and he had ninety three yards but he, he didn't he didn't kill them but 
he was he was definitely wasn't the reason that they that they dominated the Rams. Um, but man, I, I didn't expect the Rams to to get beat down like that uh, by the Dolphins. That there's again, I, I tweeted it. There's something going on with the Rams. Some, something's broken. I mean, they're five and three, and so they they have a winning record above five hundred. But to me, it's it's real suspect. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Their, their record is real suspect right now. I, I just think they that's a paper record right there. You you can poke a whole lot of holes into that record. I mean, the way they've been playing, they don't play like a team that's five and three. Uh, so, but and I think it's going to really show as it gets later uh, in the season, especially if they continue to play like that. To me. This needs to be a come to Jesus meeting where they really sit down and be like, "Hey, we 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 need to to fix some things. We, this is not how we play football." Um, especially again to have so much talent on that team, so um, it's not it's not too late for them to kind of shake out of it. Um, but yeah, that was that was ugly. Not as ugly as Dallas Philadelphia, but <laughs> but it was it was it was it was crazy to see the Rams melt down like that. Um, I mean Dallas, poor Dallas. I I just I don't know what to say. I mean Philly, Philly doesn't look great. I mean they they've got an ugly record, but I mean for for Dallas, they they'll be lucky if they win another game. At this point, they. They could go two and fourteen uh because they they're not playing with any heart they're not playing with any energy with any passion um I mean they again, but they lost their leader and anytime uh you lose your leader on a sports team, it matters, and it takes a huge toll on the team and this is for all the people that were saying, "Oh Dak he doesn't really have it if if this doesn't show that Dak is the leader of that team um, and not Zeke, I don't know what does. Because for so long, everybody's trying to say Zeke is the leader of that team. He's the focal point of that team. And then Dak goes down, and now Zeke's got to lead him. And now he's got he's to gotta prove, hey, yeah, that's right. I am the, the engine of this team. And the engine is busted. Something is going on in Zeke's head, and he can't do it. And I mean, you can't trust the, you know, Danucci uh, to be able to do that. I mean, he's third straight. He probably, he probably never expected to get any playing time at all. So you, you, you can't get mad at at him either. I mean, yes, they're all pros. You're in the league. You need to be ready to play. Uh, I don't care if, if it's a, you've. They would probably never have this, but even if you fourth string, a fifth string quarterback. You need to be ready to play. You got to be able to plug in. You got to be able to know that offense, and you got to be able to make something happen. That's why you're a pro. That's why we're they're paying you hundreds of thousand dollars to sit on to to, to be ready just in case um, the the man goes down. You know the the big quarterback goes down. So uh, QB one goes down. You got to be ready to play. Uh, again, any given Sunday rules. You know Jamie was was the third string but he had to be he he came in and he had to be able to adjust to that moment and this this was Danucci's moment and 
I mean, first game didn't go well for him. But if Dalton doesn't come back, I think Danucci's going to really have to 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 tighten up and be like, you know what? I really got to be – I got to lead this team. I got to play better. And, I mean, he didn't really have much to show for. He didn't throw an interception, so that's good, but he didn't have any touchdowns. Um, Zeke, 19 attempts for 63 yards. You just – you got to do better than that. You got to be better. They're counting on you. They're counting on you, man. Like, you you got to be the engine of this team. When you look at Derrick Henry, that offense, like on the on the Titans – and we'll get to them in a minute, but uh, that that team runs through Derrick Henry because he can carry them on. You know, he can carry them, but Zeke can't carry this team right now because there's something going on with him. And then when you look back to to all the stuff that he um, that he did last year with the with the contract negotiations and all that stuff. And then you see that now it's like, man, did we make a mistake paying him all that money for him to actually shrink in a moment like this? It, it causes you to question certain things. And so I think if you're if your management for the Cowboys, you're looking at Ezekiel Elliott like, you know what? You're going to have a hard time proving that you need more money uh, when contract negotiation time comes up. We we might need to think about trading you uh, if you're if you're going to play like that. And so Zeke, he's not doing himself any favors. I mean, and Carson Wentz, man, I mean, they won 23 to nine, but dude had two interceptions to go with two TDs, and he only had 123 yards passing. Um, I saw some. I saw one article saying, "Oh, should they bench Carson Wentz? They shouldn't bench him, but they really do need to think hard about whether he's the franchise of that team because he's not playing like the franchise. Um, I mean, he he's really hasn't been right." all year and I don't know if it's if it's that he's hurt but it's just there's something off about him and so to me for for Wentz I think he really has to do some some deep soul searching too um him and Cam are kind of like in the same boat as if he's playing a little better than Cam but uh still he's not playing great now Cincinnati they came in with something to prove too and and they they came out and they they play, outplayed Tennessee. I wasn't expecting that one. I actually had Tennessee uh, winning this one, uh, but Tennessee they they couldn't do anything with them in Cincy, and they they dropped a five and two. I think the, I, I, but I I do think that uh, they there was a lot taken out of them uh, last week against the Steelers. I I just that was a really tough game. That was, it was touch and go. The whole time it was like a heavyweight fight uh, back and forth. And the Steelers came out on top, and I just think that they didn't recover fully. And so when they went into Cincinnati, they just didn't have anything in the tank. And so and you could tell it's just they didn't have that same energy, that same fire. And Burrow was able to to, to do some damage. Um, again, Burrow, if they put weapons around him, and if they keep him healthy, if they keep him protected, Burrow's going to have a pretty good career. He just he has the poise of a quarterback, and he he makes he makes good plays. Like he makes good decisions uh, with the football. I mean, 
they they let Derrick Henry get 112 yards, but other than that, you know, they they pretty much held, you know, the Titans in, in check. But yeah, I, I'm excited about Joe Burrow. Now Denver, Denver's another one of those teams, like you look and it's like, how are they three and four? Who do they have on their team? Like <laughs> Denver, Denver's another one of those teams. There, I think they could be a a semi dark horse, uh, depending on on how the rest of the season goes. Because they're 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 playing tough. They're 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 not getting dominated in these games. But it's just for them to win against the Chargers. Who you know, I mean, it's hard to make anything of the Chargers. Um, just because they're so they're so up and down, it's like you. It's really hard to um, to say, "Hey, I'm a Chargers." Like I'm going for the Chargers in this one because you just you never know what to expect. You never know who what type of team is going to show up. So that that's the Chargers, but uh, that was that was a good win by Denver. I think they they needed that to keep some kind of uh, pace. Because they're in the they're in the division with the Chiefs, so if they want to to try to at least make it competitive, they they needed to win a game like that. Um, now, another good game was the uh, Seahawks and San Francisco game. I mean, and another division matchup. Um, that division is is competitive. As all get out as well, and I mean Russell, he got the it was it was Russell versus Nick Mullins, and and Russell Wilson got to got to show out. He had four touchdowns. He he was totally was able to come back from the loss uh, last week, uh, and he played well. And the Seahawks, they're 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 going to be something to see. Uh, I think that it's they they have a chance to go deep into the playoffs if everybody remains healthy. And if they can play consistent football. Now, the thing with the Seahawks, though, their defense is terrible. They gave up 20 points in the fourth quarter. That's not good. I mean, it was 37-27, but come on, man. You can't give up you can't give up 20 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that that is egregious. That is a terrible um depiction of the quality of their defense. I mean, yeah, they still won by 10, but that stat line does not do uh, their defense any favors. And so you win the game, but if I'm Pete Carroll, I'm I'm talking with my DC like, yo, what's up? <laughs> what, what happened in the fourth quarter? We we can't allow that to happen. Um, we just, we can't because we'll, we'll lose uh, more games than we win if we're giving up 20 points in the fourth quarter. It shouldn't have been that close. It it, it really shouldn't have. I mean, you you would if they would have let them come back and win, it would have wasted a great game by Russell Wilson, who's definitely probably the leading the MVP race uh, th- this season. Another great game, New Orleans and Chicago. This was the this was the game where the fight happened. Um, I mean, and my goodness. <laughs> and it was a fight. It was a fight all game. They went back and forth and but it's just the Saints. They just had a little bit more in the tank and they were able to to pull it off. Um I like the Bears. I really do like the team that they have. They're scrappy. Uh, I think their quarterback situation is still 
still tough because I mean, yes, Nick Foles is a Super Bowl, uh, you know, winning quarterback, but he also has major disappearing acts, and he he's not necessarily the most stable uh, quarterback where you just trust him and you can relax. It's just because Foles will do weird stuff. Um, and then Breeze, I mean, he had a he had a great game and. You know, but he was able to to hang in there, and I just I wonder how how long Drew Brees has. Like I don't know if he can play um, beyond two more years. I think it, and I actually think that if he plays next year, next year should be his last year because he he's he's had a good career. He's accomplished a lot. I I don't think he has anything to prove to anybody. So to me. I would say while he's still considered uh, one of the best quarterbacks, but you can kind of tell that uh, his skills are starting to wane, that he needs to to think about hanging it up. Uh, that's just me. I mean, if he plays for four more years, that it would be cool. But I think that next year probably should be his last year. So you can remember Drew Brees in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> that that's pretty much what that is. I, I want to remember Drew. I want I want to have a a uh, a good memory of Drew Brees. I don't want him to stay long, uh, to you know longer than he should stay um, to where you can really see his skills diminish. I want him to go out where he's still considered elite. Now, probably one of the best games of the. Uh, of the day was Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. And I mean, Pittsburgh, they're, they're seven and oh, and they just, they've had some dog fights this year. I mean, it's no, none of these games. I mean, maybe except for the Browns game uh, have been easy for them. I mean, they've, they've been coming in, they've had to, to scrap and fight and hang in. Um, and it looked like the Ravens were going to win this. And then, you know, Roethlisberger again, just, just timeless Roethlisberger. He's he's another one that you would think by all rights, okay, you need to you need to hang it up, dude. But he's just continuing to show up big time and big moments. Ben Roethlisberger, I think he should he should go down as one of the scariest quarterbacks in NFL history because when you have him on your team, there's always the chance for a comeback. It's just he he's never like you're never out of a game if you've got Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger in there because he just knows how to do stuff um, to to change momentum and he pulls these comeback wins just so so many times so again he's he's just when you have a lead you can be up by 20 and it just you never feel like the lead is safe with him because he just has a knack for getting stuff done in the fourth quarter now I mean Lamar he had a really shaky game. I mean, I think the Steelers did a good job uh, on defense with him, and they couldn't block the Steelers. Uh, he 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 got hit probably more than he should have gotten hit. Um, but they they hung in there, and they even again they had the Steelers number for a while. Um, but they came back, you know, with the vengeance and and really made it a back and forth again another heavyweight fight uh, kind of situation and and then they take the lead and to me the 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 thing that that Harbaugh has to fix with that offense is that 
in a situation where it's fourth and three with the game on the line, you don't run Lamar Jackson in that situation. Like the, you have to make a play a passing play. You have to throw the ball. Um, you you just you have to do it. But when you make Lamar Jackson your your primary offensive weapon, run and pass, you get that kind of situation. And by and large, most times quarterbacks don't make that play. You just they don't execute that play well if they're going to run it like that. That it barely comes up their way, especially because the defense knows that they're going to do that. They 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 knew Lamar was going to have that ball and he was going to try to run it. And I, I think Harbaugh should have drawn up a better play, maybe do some misdirection, maybe think that uh, make it make the Steelers think that he's going to run, but then he. Uh, had you know creates a pass where they the defense couldn't recognize it and then next thing you know you have a touchdown but to me that that play is why they lost the game in my view um I feel like that if they drop a better play then you have a different result but great game Steelers are seven and oh I mean and they're looking good um and so the first half of the season uh they're 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 neck and neck with the Chiefs as the uh, best team in the NFL. I guess you could say that they're the best team in the NFL because they're the under they're the the only undefeated team in the NFL. The Chiefs have a a bigger record. They're seven and one, but the Steelers haven't lost yet. So to me, that makes them the best team in the NFL. And um, I guess finally. A much talked about controversial, um, you know, Tampa Bay Giants game that was back and forth, and that you would think that it's like this game shouldn't have been close because you've got Tom Brady and you've got he's got weapons and you've got Gronk and you've got a defense, and I mean the the Giants were up fourteen to six at halftime. Who knew? But then Tampa comes back in the in the second half. They just they race back and they win this game by two. The big play that everybody's talking about was just that um you know, I, I would say I saw the play at the end. I think it was pass interference too. Um but I just think that was that that was uh we don't want Brady to lose to the Giants. And so <laughs> that's what I think. That's that's what I think happened. Um, but the Giants played. This is probably the best game um, that the Giants have played uh, all season. Um, it's heartbreaking that they will lose it, uh, but again, they they played a really good game. Um, you know, I know everybody's kind of wishy washy on Daniel Jones, but I think Daniel Jones is a gamer. I think I think he. He he keeps them competitive, um, and they like him at quarterback. But again, he he's he still got a lot to learn. Giants are one and seven. Tampa's six and two. But to me, this game should not have been as close as it was. And I think that's a testament to the fact that Tampa Bay still has a lot of holes. Uh, they still have some issues that they need to shore up. And they they're gonna have to do it soon, especially in time for the playoffs. And that was the NFL. 
Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. Okay, and so before we wrap up the show, I wanted to talk a little bit of NBA. Um, I know they're with um, Maury uh, going to the Philadelphia 76ers and and uh, Doc's on the coaching the Sixers and everything going on now. There's a huge, a lot of talk about James Harden uh, the, that the, uh, the, the Sixers are pursuing James Harden. And if in a trade situation, and if I'm Houston, yeah, I mean, I might listen, but I'm not trading James Harden. I'm just, I'm not doing it. It's a bad idea because if you trade James Harden, they're not going to get the same thing back. James Harden is a walking uh, 40 points a night type of player even sometimes even more than that it's just he he's a he's probably one of the best scorers of this generation uh when you look at his game um can he will his style of play work in the playoffs no because he told he tones into a different player altogether in the nba playoffs but in a regular season he he can get you to the playoffs i mean he shows out the regular season is his he's the king of the regular season um, but it's just to and to me because of that because of the numbers um, that he can put up because of the the unguardableness uh, factor that he brings to the table. You don't trade a guy like that. You just you what you do is you get players around him that complement how he plays the game, and you you get guys that know their role and that can actually help. Uh, enhance what he does and provide support so that he can actually get some breathers so that he can even be even more fresh. That's that's really what you do. Um, but you don't trade James Harden. Just like you, you don't trade LeBron James. If you have LeBron James on your team, you're not trading him. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's a bad idea. You're not trading Luka Doncic. You, you, you're not trading him. There are some players that are just untradeable you don't trade Kawhi Leonard uh you you let Leonard do whatever you know you you let Leonard go where he wants to go and if he wants to stay on your team then he's gonna be there Uh, but you don't trade him you don't trade Steph Curry uh you don't you might want to trade Giannis I don't know I don't I don't think Giannis is totally untradeable yet um I don't think he's he's got that set but he's almost there He's almost there. I like, but if you to me, Giannis is a guy that if you do trade him, you got to give up. Like, I need your whole starting five, or or I need at least like 
your starting three if if we gonna trade for for Giannis. So it's like you're gonna get you're supposed to get a big haul if you if you're gonna do a, a Giannis. But I, I don't think he's totally untradeable. But some of these guys untradeable. And again, I just think it's nonsense uh, that that it's even a discussion that the that Houston would even entertain uh, trading James Harden uh, for anything. It's like. Yeah, you can want him all you want, but there, there is no he. He's not for sale. <laughs> he's not an option uh, because again, if if you're Houston and you trade James Harden, you're basically kind of just saying, okay, you know what, we we quit. Like you're you're throwing away like just whatever it was that you built. So it's it's foolish to trade. To, to even think about trading. Now, do you trade Russell Westbrook? Yes. Russell Westbrook is a guy that you trade, um, especially when you look at it's like, yes, he's a walking triple double waiting to happen. But again, he's another guy whose game doesn't necessarily translate into the playoffs. And so their problem is they've got two guys on the team that have that that proclivity um and that doesn't work and so to me that's the guy that you need to to remove from your team and you can get a good haul for him it's not that Russell Russell Westbrook's a bad player um he's great he he's great and he plays hard every night he he leaves it all on the court uh, I just don't think the Rockets is the right situation for him. It doesn't complement how he plays the game. Um, he needs to be the focal point of an offense, um, not a not a second fiddle to a guy that that needs the ball in his hand seventy percent of the time in order for the offense to work. So. I just think that's a bad pairing. I, th- I think they they did that initially to try and create some matchup problems and 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 make a splash, but they just they they don't work together on the court. Um, and it, that was proven in the playoffs. They just they couldn't they couldn't do anything uh, with the Lakers really. So that to me, that's the guy that you trade. And and I know uh, Giannis, he's tradable, but he's get. In a couple of years, he'll get to the point where he's untradeable too. Kevin Durant, he's he's untradeable. You're not you're not trading Kevin Durant. I think Kyrie is tradable, but <laughs> but um, again, like Giannis, you 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 gonna have to give up like at least half of your starters for Kyrie. So though, to me, those are are my tradable, untradable. Um, type of uh, players and I, I know I'm missing people but to me those are the ones that that come to mind immediately uh, right now but I mean Philly they're they're trying to make a splash because they're almost there they're almost there it's like they're they're knocking on the door is it's they there it's it's a three-way race between them Boston and um and um well, actually, no. It's not a three-way race. It's more like a five-way race now uh, in the in the in the East. So it's them, it's Milwaukee, it's Boston, it's Miami now, and of course it's you know it's Toronto. But again, I think that they they have the edge. They just 
they just have they need one more player or they you know they they just need a little bit more to get them over the edge and I think Doc will really coach them well um because I, I like Doc Rivers Doc Rivers is a good coach um but they just need a little bit of something extra they gotta have they need a motivated Embiid um this year too um that is durable if they want a shot at things as well so that that's it's a little bit of uh, NBA thoughts and I mean again you know the the season oh yeah also the the talk is that the NBA season is going to start around Christmas and and so um that's something to to look forward to and, and usually around Christmas that's usually when the basketball season uh, starts to actually resemble competitiveness um, because the, those first couple of months, like when you go October and, and through November, it's just it's cruise control. Everybody's coming back, trying to show uh, what they got. But then around Christmas, though, that's usually when things start to change and and they start to okay, we we need to really think about playing hard so that we can we can uh, shore up some wins for the playoffs. And again, you know, basketball is that that's the marquee sport uh, around Christmas season as well. So that's that. There's talk of LeBron James uh, sitting out uh, for a while uh, and not uh, not playing uh, that that month uh, because of, of Christmas and everything going on. But who knows? I mean, if he decides to chill out for a while, more power to him. If not. We're gonna see him play. They they he gonna be right back out there. But uh it it's uh I'm not opposed to them starting the season on on around Christmas. It it's uh, it's their it, it's usually the time where they they take center stage um anyway and start to really become um like the must see sport. I mean, yeah, you, the NFL, the playoffs are going on, but that that's usually when basketball starts to kick up to where it's like, oh, okay, now it it really matters now these games. So that's that, and this is another episode of DLS Central in the books uh, for everybody that was that's been listening and 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 um, tuning in. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. If you want to support the show, you know, definitely click on the support uh, link on on the page, you know, on the on the anchor page and, uh, you know, donate Hey, like, subscribe, share, uh, you know, just all that good stuff. And I will keep out keep turning out the episodes. And I really do appreciate your listening ears. Uh, God bless you. God keep you. And remember, uh, Jesus loves you. And he died for you and he rose and his arms are open. Don't wait till it's too late to accept him. All right. Take care. God bless. I'll catch you next week. Peace. Know anyone who needs food? Macedonia Church of Grovetown is giving away food to residents of Grovetown, Augusta, and the CSRA on Thursday, November 5th from 1 to 5 p.m. or as long as supplies last. This is done through a collaboration of various ministries to provide pandemic relief to families as a result of the health and economic hardships COVID-19 has dealt our community. 
facilitating staff will have COVID-19 protocols in place to safely serve the community. If you would like to support the pandemic relief effort, please go to www.mcogfamily.org and click the Give button to be directed to the Givelify website for Macedonia Church of Grovetown. If you have the Givelify app downloaded, find the Macedonia Church of Grovetown page. Once you are there, select the amount you wish to give, select MCOG Relief Fund, and finalize your contribution. Macedonia Church of Grovetown is located at 304 UN Court in Grovetown, Georgia. The zip code is 30813.